Parker, and this is episode three of Real Shift Happens. Thank you so much for joining me. And let's just jump right in there. Our SMB discussion topic for this episode is calling all empaths. Are you an empath? What is an empath? Well, we'll get into that in just a few minutes. Also, we will have our very special guest, our first guest for the show, and she is going to tell us a little about about what she does and also touch on our SMB topic. But first, we want to get into our five-minute focus shift right now. Returning to the source is serenity. I will now guide us as we begin the meditation. I'd like you to get comfortable in your chair and relax. Close your eyes. Start with taking three deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. As you settle into a natural rhythm of breath, knowing throughout the practice, you will hear sounds inside the room and sounds outside the room. These are not distractions, not disruptions, simply what's happening around us as we sit and breathe. Begin to notice the mind as it wanders, jumping from thought to thought. Gently guide the attention and focus on the chest. As you breathe in, feel the rise. And as you breathe out, 
feel the chest fall. Simply continuing this practice, observing the sensation of the breath. Notice the mind as it wanders. Release that thought, returning attention and focus to the breath. Learning to be comfortable in stillness. Again, taking three deep breaths. Slowly opening the eyes, slowly begin to move. And we're back. Wow, seriously, you have to love those moments of peace, right? Oh, it's just meditation is one of those things where When you find that peace within yourself, you can always go back there. You anytime, no matter what. Even if it's only for one minute, you can go back to that place, that place of peace. Even if your mind is rambling and rambling through that time. The more you do the meditation, the more you'll see that even though your mind is running through that time, you're still receiving that peace, that quiet, that calm that's within us. So today was a very, very heavy day for me. It was very emotional. Today they showed the public funeral service for Nipsey Hussle. And he was 
a LA hip hop artist, entrepreneur and philanthropist, and really a hero in South LA in that community. And also for other communities around the world, really. And I didn't know him personally, but for, you know, whatever reason, I was personally touched by his death. I, I mean, I really, truly felt it. Um, I listened, I've listened to some of his music in the past. I wasn't, I wouldn't say necessarily a fan, although I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like I didn't like him, but, um, he definitely was not like up there in my hip hop list. So I'm actually kind of surprised to myself for, um, kind of being this touched by this, his death. And as an empath myself, I could literally feel the outpouring of energy for him and the love and the pain. It was palpable during this service that they were showing on TV today. And I was sucked in and overwhelmed by the emotions. And what a mixed emotion it was because we know that as a light worker, he is at peace. He's been called home. He came here to do what he came to do and and he was called home. But of course, we're going to miss the physical avatar that he occupied and he'll be missed by many. But also, he activated his death is is really activating a signal or a beacon to all of those people being called. And a lot of these people are empaths. So what is an empath? Well, the dictionary describes an empath as a person thought to have the ability to perceive or experience the emotional state of another individual. So for example, an empath can walk into a room and maybe feel a headache or pain of someone else in the room and not even know um, where that's coming from. There are varying degrees of empaths, different types. And, you know, for me personally, I went years without realizing my own empathic nature. Um, It wasn't something that we talked about in our family. My mother knew nothing of the subject. Although looking back, I'm sure she was an empath and didn't know it. But I, I just remember I was always told that I was too sensitive. I was, I've always been very emotional And um, as a child, it was very difficult to communicate any emotions at all, really. I would just pretty much clam up and cry. And that was the only way I was able to express myself was just to cry, no matter what the emotion was. And um, I was the only child, so I spent a lot of time alone. I was very shy I had friends, 
but I wasn't the type of kid who initiated those friendships. Um, I would say overall I was pretty introverted. So in my early teens, when I started working, um, it really helped because I worked in retail and I learned how to become more extroverted and to find my voice a little more. But as far back as I can remember, I could feel another person's pain. Like if someone were to tell me, say they're having surgery on their knee and how much it was hurting them, I would get a twinge of pain in my knee. And even just recently, my son showed me a small burn on his hand from cooking in his home ec class. And I felt a twinge and a knot in my stomach just from the mention of him being hurt. And for some reason, for him, when he tells me about his minor hurts like boys have, I get a, I get a distinct knot in my stomach that's irrepressible. Also... I have to have my alone time every single day. Like, uh, I I have to have that time and that space for myself. And I think that's something I've learned over time. But at this point in my life, it's imperative that I have my own alone time. So even if I go to like a party or gathering, um, usually immediately after that, I'm going to need to be alone just to unwind and to kind of like lift the energy, other, the other energy that I feel off of me and normally feel pretty drained afterwards. So in her book, um, the empath survival survival guide, Dr. Judith Orliff, who's a psychiatrist and an empath, she gives a short quiz to find out whether or not you're on the empathic scale. And keep in mind, there's a distinction between highly sensitive people and empaths in that highly sensitive people can usually feel the energy around them, but they may not actually take on other people's emotions like empaths do. So in Dr. Orloff's questionnaire she says to ask yourself a few questions and they are one have I been you're asking yourself these questions so have I been labeled as too emotional or overly sensitive if a friend is distraught do I start feeling it too are my feelings easily hurt Am I emotionally drained by crowds and require time alone to revive? Do my nerves get frayed by noise, smells, and excessive talk? Do I prefer taking my own car places so that I can leave when I please? Do I overeat to cope with emotional stress? And on that note, I would say probably, do you know, do I use alcohol or drugs to cope with emotional stress and am I afraid of becoming engulfed by an intimate relationship or in or intimate relationships well according to Dr. Orloff if you answer yes to one through three of these questions you're at least part empath 
Responding yes to more than three indicates that you found your emotional type. And that's an empath. She says that recognizing that you're an empath is the first step in taking charge of your emotions instead of constantly drowning them. So, you know, realizing this about yourself, it will help you learn to take better care of yourself emotionally. And many empaths have a tendency towards codependency and often feel like they need to drown their emotions out. So drugs and alcohol can be uh, frequent. And, you know, it's just to dull that sensation of such, having such intense feelings and feeling the energy of others so deeply. And, it, you know, it's just draining. You become emotionally drained and you're just absorbing others emotions you don't know what to do with that so once you accept and attune to your empathetic empathetic nature you can better protect yourself emotionally as well so a lot of times empaths are bombarded with other people's problems because empaths tend to be good listeners and so people gravitate to you and tell you their life stories and their problems and you end up taking on these emotions that aren't even yours and then sometimes it can be hard to decipher which emotions are yours and which ones have been kind of put on you so you know energy vampires will be drawn to you like white on rice so it's very very important to protect your energy as an empath And so what are some of the ways that we can protect our energy? Well, there's a YouTuber named Amanda Flaker, and she's she's a intuitive empath. And she has so many videos on empaths. And I definitely recommend you check out her channel. Amanda Flaker is her name. And she gives five ways to protect your energy as an empath. And this is something I definitely am taking note of for myself as well. But the first is practice self-care. Take time for yourself. Um, nurture your, your own feelings. Nurture your body. Like literally your mind, body, and spirit. Do everything you can to take care of all the facets of yourself. Because the better care that you take of yourself the more you can control other people's energy from entering your electromagnetic field. So it's really important that you practice self-care. And the second is meet your needs directly, meaning make sure that you are taking care of your own needs. A lot of times empaths will put others' needs before themselves and this will leave you feeling you know all types of emotions that you may not want to feel so it's very important to take care of your own needs and once you do that you're able to maybe take care of the needs of others not always but you know sometimes (laughs) so the third thing is learn to say no 
and with respect, you know, it's, but saying no is setting boundaries for people. Um, a lot of times empaths can be yes people or just pleasers, people who, you know, you want to see people happy. You want to make them happy. So you tend to do things that you maybe don't want to do because you, you'd rather see that person happy. So it kind of goes back to, um, meeting your own needs because you are saying yes to yourself and no to whatever it is that you don't want to do. And that's very important. The, the fourth thing is stop trying to rescue everyone. There, there's always a need for empaths to maybe also because you're attracted to people who seem like they need rescuing, but it's not really our jobs to rescue everyone. So everyone has their own path and their own journey and has to experience whatever it is they have to go through. So it may not be your place to rescue that person. Maybe you're just there to help them find the ways to rescue themselves. So the, the fifth thing is take up space and connect to your body. Stop hiding. A lot of times empaths will hide behind um, weight, hide behind a s- computer screen or a job that's not really fitting them. And sometimes there's a feeling that you don't want to take up a lot of space. You want to kind of shrink yourself. Well, you know, Amanda Flaker's basically saying, don't shrink yourself. Take up as much space as you need to expand who you are within your body, within your place where you dwell, around people you love. However, just connect to your body, maybe go out in nature and do some grounding, connect to yourself and come out of hiding, come out because we need you. Once you're able to fully come into and protect your energy, you can begin to develop and experience the gifts of being an empath. And as I mentioned before, the there is an a spectrum to being an empath and it's wide and varied. But if you want to dive deeper into the specific empathic gifts, I definitely would start with the empath survival guide by Judith Orliff and um, do as much research as possible because honestly, now is the time we're being called to action and we're being called to help lift the vibration of this planet. So just like our special guest who's coming up, she's going to share her story. She's going to touch on the SMB topic and we will hear from her right now. Returning to the source is serenity. Okay, and hello, Miriam. 
pop of vibrant lifestyle coaching, a mind, body, soul approach. She's here with us today. Yay. Greetings, <laughs> Miriam. Yes, we're here. <laughs> so happy to be here doing this with you today. Great. Me too. I'm so happy that you're able to join us today. And I just first want to, you know, tell everyone a short story about how we met and how I found you and how we are like synced up, like how the <laughs> synchronicities are just like crazy. Um, Cause I know before I was saying coincidence, but you know, I really don't believe in coincidence either. So I don't know why I keep saying that. <laughs> so um, yeah. So I, I, was on a search for, you know, a good guest, my first guest, you are my very first guest. So, um, I was looking up on Instagram and I was searching keywords like, um, spiritual awakening and found you and asked you, you know, it took me a minute. I saw that you were posting, um, great posts on Instagram and it took me a minute to finally reach out to you. <laughs> and here we are. So, can you just maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and your work and what you do? Yeah. All right. So as we know, Miriam Pop here um, from Vibrant Lifestyle Coaching. That is my baby. Um, I started this life coaching biz about four years ago. Um, and it's my absolute, like, I love it. I love the work I get to do. I work with overworked, overstressed women on a mission. You know, I have been her. So I definitely attract that type of uh, client into my world. And we work together to help them trust themselves deeper. Um, I'm a certified wellness coach, but also I call myself a spiritual wellness guide. So my clients know where they need to go. I'm just there to help give them that push, that accountability, uh, maybe point out the things that they're not acknowledging in their world. You know, I'm kind of at their backs like, come on, we can do this. <laughs> yeah, we need that. Yeah. <laughs> we all need that accountability and that cheerleader um and so yeah she's vibrant lifestyle coaching has been my thing for this last four years and awesome grateful for this journey awesome so what inspired you to do this type of work like spiritual coaching all right um that's a good question it's <laughs> <laughs> a really good question so um, I was a hairstylist for 13 years. Mm -hmm. Um, and during that time, I absolutely loved my work. I loved creating transformation in women's lives, but after a while it didn't feel as fulfilling. And that's when I really realized that instead of, um, creating the transformation on the outside, I really was meant to do work helping women, um, transform from the inside out. And so really... Mm -hmm. Start trusting themselves again is the big thing uh, that I notice is the biggest work I do with clients is just, you know, realizing that we have that inner guidance system always there to tune into and uh, show us our way when we kind of get confused by the outside world. And so that's a big part of my work is just kind of being like, yeah, follow that. Trust that. Right. See where that goes. Yeah. So I personally had my, um, you know, consult with you and it was really good and you had me bawling for sure <laughs> like I <laughs> uncontrollably but it was all good because I needed that and I needed to um you know release release that I guess you know yes yes we run from crying but and I mean look I run from crying all the time I'm an Aquarius so emotions are a whole other deal for me but 
<laughs> but getting rid of those, not getting rid of those, allowing those tears space to just mm. come and be released. I mean, that's a lot of pent up energy um, that you've been holding on to. So by crying, you kind of helped your, yourself move past the block. Who right. knows? Just opened up in your world now that you've let go of that pain. Right. So what, what do you say is like your process that you use in like helping people heal? Cause really you're helping them heal themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yes, I'm a healer, but I'm not here to heal you. Right. You know, we have to take on our own healing. That has to be our own um, mission. I can point you in a direction. I can um, show you different avenues and different tools, but at the end mm -hmm. of the day, it has to be what speaks to you, what you need, um, your path. Right. Which is hard sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that outside world will definitely get us um, caught up in the overwhelm, out of trust with ourselves, right? Right. So, yeah. yeah. A lot going on. A lot going on with <laughs> Yes, it's all I mean, it's just deep breath. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, so you have um, life. I mean, everything going on outside world. And then we all have our own personal things that we deal with that just like, you know, it just creates just like compounded th stress on us. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You hit that, uh, that big buzzword right there, stress. When mm. um, so we've mentioned that I, I believe in a mind, body, soul approach. Mm -hmm. uh, to everything, to life, but especially stress management. So yeah, if we're not listening to our spirit, that's when our mind clicks and says, okay, spirit, I got this. Let me try to, let me try to get their attention. So that's maybe when we start overthinking. Maybe that's when we can't like get clear on stuff and we're like, what's happening here? And maybe that's when that nagging, that voice that never goes away is nagging you to do that thing, still not listening. Okay. Uh. All right. <laughs> that's when your body's like, okay, guys, I'm our last hope. <laughs> Let's stop <laughs> her with a cold. Not yeah, for a few days. Make her have to do nothing but listen. Mm, and we don't want to go there. No. <laughs> no. So with stress management, we need to look at all of the factors in our life. Um, and and yeah, this is the kind of work I do with my clients. Whether it's um, business building or nutrition coaching or just life relationships, like we've got to look at each part. What is our mind telling us? What is our body trying to tell us? What is our soul trying to get out? Um, and that's how we'll get that bigger picture. That's where that roadmap comes comes from. Mm. That's awesome. So for you personally, what, how did you make that transition? Cause I know you mentioned you were into more on the outside beauty, which is great because I mean, I feel like we need that too. Like, you know, but we, it definitely starts from within. So how did you make that transition to okay. the work that you do now? Um, you know, there's no clean like answer for that. I'm like, okay, I can be short and cute about this. Right. Right. <laughs> It was, all the years of backbreaking yeah. you know it's the kind of thing where life kept pushing me in a certain direction mm -hmm. and to be honest I spent a lot of time running in the opposite direction mm -hmm. <laughs> and so life just got to this point where it was like you know what I'm I'm tired of where I'm at right now Mm -hmm. I know I could be doing so much more fulfilling work for like years. It had been in my head to do bigger work than what I had been doing, but I wasn't listening. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just got to a point one day where like literally a, a switch just went on. I was like, you have nothing 
like you have no more excuses left. It's time. It's go time. And from there is kind of when I packed up, moved across the country, started mm-hmm. building my business. It was just literally a like, nope. <laughs> wow. We're, yeah, yeah. I do. I'm a little dramatic. Okay. <laughs> but it definitely was just this thing one day where I couldn't fight um, the pull anymore. I was losing mm. a pull, right? And so that's really where it was just like, okay. I've got like maybe a year left of this health and wellness program. Um, let's let's give it a go. Let's go all in. And so it's definitely interesting because when I started my business, I very much was thinking more of strictly a health and wellness um, approach to things. I really want to talk nutrition with people and making mm. it more functional and lifestyle. And then entrepreneurship, I swear, takes you on a spiritual journey. And so mm. during- this building my business I realized no the bigger message is is taking it a step further and bringing in this spiritual component and reconnecting with self and that's really just been the journey of how that (laughs) that transition had many Mm. levels put it that way right wow yeah not giving up was like the big thing so even when it was just the beginning of okay I'm gonna move and I'm gonna start my life over I had, I couldn't give up. I had to keep at it. Right. Right. (laughs) Building the business, same thing. And so. Yeah. Yeah, And, and then going to a new city though, and doing that, that's big. Yeah. And see, it's one of those things where I'm not the best at pointing out how big things are that I do. I just, I just do it. Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Definitely been Mm -hmm. other people in the world. Like, like no Miriam, there's another level to this, this transformation, this transition you've been through. And it's like, Oh, you're correct. Wow. Right. <laughs> so settling in now, though, too, you said you've been there for four years. Yeah, yeah. And how does it feel now, though, settling in? Are you settled in? Are you still in that transitional space? You know, I think um, it's interesting because I hope to always be in a transitional space. Like, I want mm big um big life and I know in order to have this big life with big vision there's going to be lots of different versions of Miriam along the way to make that happen so it's where I almost hope that there's always some level of transition and moving into and moving forward um now where I struggle is the flip side of that in just being here and just Mm. enjoying the moment, you know? And I think a lot of us type A overachievers, those make things happen, we forget about just enjoying that space. Right. Yeah. That's important. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, that's really good because I think, you know, that's a good mindset to have of not like really settling in because you do want to transition and you do want to grow. And like you said, every level there's another growth step to that. So Uh, that's great. That's a really good mindset. Dropping them jewels. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And um, so, uh, oh, oh, we also have um, every week we have a spirit, mind, body discussion topic and uh, we call it the SMB discussion. And this week we're talking about empaths. And so um, what is your thought on empaths and do you consider yourself an empath? Okay. So I, so I would, (laughs) it's complicated. Uh, uh. I feel as if um, 
I don't necessarily line up with the description of an empath. Okay. Do I think I'm an empath on certain levels? Absolutely. But I think Mm -hmm. if you took a full picture, you might not put the label on me. Um, And so what I mean by that is, yes, like I can feel the energy. I can feel the feelings. I can pick up on what the next person is throwing down energetically, if you would, Um, especially if they're in those low energies, the vulnerabilities there. So I can walk into a room and know there was a fight, right? I can be Mm. on the and from hello know that okay they're they're in some kind of you know trauma there's something happening here right now but the other side of that with the feeling and the feeling of the emotions and picking up on the emotions is I have a very logical side and I was actually brought up to in lack of better terms shun the emotions like no mm. sad about you know so it was always this packing up of the feelings never getting the opportunity to truly explore the feelings and so that's a lot of the work I encourage uh, with my clients is to feel those feelings and learn the messages and learn um, you know where you're being guided from Mm -hmm. your feelings and I think as as a culture as a society currently we've we've shut ourselves off to the emotion we've shut ourselves off to the feelings um, where I say that I think we all have on some level empathic abilities, but how open are you? How in tuned are you? How willing are you to explore what those feelings are guiding you towards? Right? Hmm. So yeah. that's why my, my answer is complicated. <laughs> right. That's great though. I mean, cause it really isn't a straight, like, you know, like one size fits all type of thing anyway, you know, and it's, I think like the, the empath level on earth is growing just in general, as far as like people um, just becoming more empathetic to what's happening around them and, you know, and what's going on in the world, which is good. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) But yeah, so that's really great. But so one more thing, what about um, for, for those listeners or, anyone who wants to get into the type of work that you do, what would be some good suggestions or recommendations that you would give them? Oh, right. Right. So that's a good one. So I, (laughs) I have a tendency to like give, throw a lot of questions around. So I would ask that person, how much do they trust themselves? Uh, uh, Right. (laughs) Yeah. um, That is the key to everything how much you believe in yourself, how much you trust in yourself. Um, Because you have all the tools, everything. You have everything you need to make your dreams, that next life, that next level happen. But Mm -hmm. how much are you trusting yourself, your ability to to be there for the long haul, right? Like Mm -hmm. you you just mentioned how, um, you know, there's no one size fits all for anything in life. Right. Anything, right? But if we at least trust ourselves, we know it doesn't matter what comes at us. We're going to still overcome this, right? And so that's a big part of why I do the work I do because I believe if we're out here trusting ourselves, our ability, our dreams, and showing up at whatever our 110% is that day, then I know that it's just going to be countless, countless and unstoppable women out there thriving. Like, <laughs> mm, okay. Trying to live in, okay? So, <laughs> everyone in the world, Beyonce. If you want to do the big life transformation, if you want to just change your job, if you want to just, you Mm -hmm. know, something new, whatever it is, trust yourself. Right. 
to start out just by asking, you know, how much do I trust myself? Ask those questions. Listen to yourself. That's your first step right there. And then ask how I can do better. Boom. Mm, listening, <laughs> listening. Oh, that uh, part. Yes, listening. When do we listen to ourselves? Huh. <laughs> yes. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Lots Girl. Of- Thing, lots of breathing <laughs> okay oh my goodness you you know what's going on with me but yeah <laughs> I hear you I need this and I hear you and I I, I feel you <laughs> <laughs> for yeah, real it's um it, it's the kind of thing where we imagine if we all felt that understood that heard that supported like that's really mm-hmm. what I want to get out there in the world. So even with some of my clients who do a similar work as me, I'm always pushing that, that we have to really be how we want people to feel out in this world Mm. and show up in that space, giving off that energy and let's, you know, cause a ripple effect of change out here. That's awesome. That's a great message. And on that note, (laughs) I think we can wrap it up. Thank you so much for being here. So what um, we we can check out Vibrant Lifestyle Coaching and what's your website and um, how can we get in touch with you? Yes, yes. So my website is Vibrant, L-C, V-I-B-R-A-N-T-L-C dot com. Um, You can reach out to me via Instagram. My handle is it's Miriam Pop. So it's I-T-S-M-I-R-I-A-M-P-O-P-P. You can also reach out via email. It's Miriam at VibrantLC.com. And I also believe I have a little special gift for you guys as well. Um, (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Throw the confetti! Yay! We love special gifts! (laughs) Little journal prompt guide for you. Very simple. I believe in the power of journaling as a stress management tool, but also as a critical part of your spiritual self-care. So this journal Mm -hmm. guide is called Emotion Detox, and you can find it at bit.ly, so bit.ly, L-Y, forward slash, and this is going to be all uppercase, R-S-H-V-I-B-R-A-N-T. And yeah, enjoy. Awesome. Yes. Can't wait. I love journaling. I, I, I don't, I don't even think I told you this, but I've been journaling since uh, like 97. I think I have so many journals, so I can't wait to dig into yours, your prompts. (laughs) Thank you. you. That makes me to hear because I, I have this vision of being this dying old lady and I wheel out this like chest full of, (laughs) full of journals and diaries from my whole life. And I'm like, enjoy, (laughs) learn what kind of crazy person I really am. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I feel you on that. So that's awesome. And I'm going to also put the link in the description of the podcast. And also I'm going to shoot that out on all my socials. So definitely everybody's got to download that. And yeah, so great. I'm so, so happy you were here with me today to, you know, this is my first, first interview. So you were here to pop my podcast, Cherry. Let's add some pop to your life. (laughs) (laughs) That Miriam pop. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Miriam. Well, I will let you go. And thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. And real shifters, remember to go within and make real shift happen. 
and subscribe to our podcast on any of your favorite platforms, including Anchor FM. Peace. Thank you.